Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plumescast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so real quick off the bat, I am working against the clock here. It is Good Friday and I'm recording this for y'all. Um, the Fox Wife and I have some wonderful plans this weekend, so I won't be able to record any other time. And we have a lot to talk about today, gamers. So, today's episode might get cut a little bit short. So if there's anything I talk about today that you want me to continue on with, please feel free to let me know. That said, I wanted to start today's episode with a little bit of a recap and a continuation of last week's story talking about the 3CX scandal, and just kind of interject what the world has found out about this attack. It's actually kind of interesting. So, as I told you all last week, what happened was there was a supply chain attack on the 3CX desktop Electron program, Electron being the language that was written in. What had happened was, somehow, some way, some hackers, now known as the Lazarus Group from North Korea, um, got into 3CX's app repository and forced a bad set of code that would essentially copy profile data, you know, from Edge, Firefox, browser profile data of sorts, copy that data and then attempt to send it back to a afflicted domain. What we have found out since then is yes, it is most likely the Lazarus Group, which you may have heard of from 2014 Sony Breach. You remember when they were doing the interview, I believe that movie was called, uh, and everybody's PlayStation accounts got hacked? That one was the Lazarus Group. They were called the Agents of Justice during that time, or, you know, something along those lines, something corny along those lines. And then... Most recently that people would probably know about is the WannaCry attacks from 2017, which, you know, doing some research from that, you know, again, now being years down the line, now five years or so, um, it was fascinating. This was the first instance of a Trojan worm, which means it was replicating itself as a worm does, but it also had Trojan uh, properties, which means it had contained files within itself that once duplicated would blow up and continue duplicating elsewhere. So it was a really, but the most fascinating part about all of this is it didn't do that much damage. It had a kill switch built into it. So it was more of a state attack saying, hey, this is something we can do, rather than, you know, ooh, give me all your money. Now, to bring it back to 3CX, it turns out that most companies hit the hardest are actually cryptocurrency companies and banking companies, which, you know, makes sense, but we've, like, essentially, we as a cybersecurity community has basically figured out that, all right, maybe this wasn't all about getting all this data. Instead, just trying, like, another state-sponsored attack. Again, completely wild. Just because it doesn't make much sense. It does and it doesn't, but that's depending on who you ask. And you might hear Aki walking around. I just set up a small little tent area for the Fox Wife and I this weekend. We have not... Alright, real quick. I know I said we had a lot to talk about, but I need to get this on my chest. <laughs> we have not had, like, a full-on date day together in, like, a month, you know, since our last month anniversary in March. 
And it blows my mind that it's almost our April month anniversary. And again, we have not had like a full day together because of either her schedule or my schedule, or we had friends up, something along those lines. And it just sucks. So I'm super excited to spend this wonderful time with this wonderful woman. God, I mm, I was actually really proud of myself. You know, just a humble brag. <laughs> uh, I was able to move our mattress into the office. So if you come to stream, well, if you saw stream on Friday, now thinking that you guys will hear this on Sunday, uh, if you came out to stream on Friday, you might have seen me point it out and be like, yeah, no, I, got, I got the mattress in here. It's great. <laughs> when stream's done, I just got to take a step and <laughs> lay down. But uh, no, I had some time. I finished all my work from home stuff that I really needed to do. So I'm kind of doing this on my lunch break and before I got to go get the fox wife. Anyway, it is good Friday today, my friends. I, you know, I honestly forget the Friday before Easter's Good Friday. The only reason I knew about that was because one of my coworkers was bitching about the fact that we had to work on Good Friday. And I'm just like, I mean, not everybody celebrates Easter. We like we wouldn't have Easter off. It's not a federal holiday. So, you know, where where does that come in? Granted, I get the religious associations with it, but I think at this point most churches have come up with like Good Friday sermons at 7 p.m. or something like that when everybody's off of work for the most part. Or early in the morning for the people that gotta work at night. But I wanted to... Originally, I wanted to do just an Easter podcast and talk about, you know, the things that my family used to do and invite you guys to basically come back and say, hey, what what Easter traditions do you guys have? Because for me, it kind of degraded more and more and I actually have some funny stories about Easter in itself like some of the things that I've done around the holidays uh I was actually pretty involved with my neighborhood's Easter events back when I was younger but then I realized something because I looked back what I tend to do is whenever I'm coming up with episode ideas I tend to look back at what we talked about the year before to make sure I'm not repeating topics you know too too often for one or, you know, if I was going to do an easter theme pocket, did I do one the year before? And what I realized was, is around this time last year, I had taken a break from podcasting, I believe from streaming as well, and just content creation in general, because I was getting ready to move. It also was because your boy was exhausted, things were just moving a mile a minute, and I was just like, alright, I gotta take a break. So I wanted to kind of come back and do a little bit of a retrospective on like how things have changed over the past year, you know, because it also, being entirely honest, it comes from a conversation that I had with my sister here recently um, during our Easter festivities last week because she has like two family events going on and I was around for the first one um, where she has started listening to the podcast and that to myself is just like, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta watch what my say, what I say. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know the kind of shit I got up into. <laughs> I was pretty good about keeping my life discreet. <laughs> but anyway, no, I like we had a conversation, and she's like, you know, when I was listening to your podcast, it's really good, by the way. Um, 
you know, it sounds like you try and play yourself off as more healed than what you are. And I don't, and I think that's just a coping mechanism for you. Or, you know, it's not as necessarily healthy. She's like, I know you got to fake it till you make it, but still. And I, it, it stuck with me, you know. It's been a whole, almost a whole week since we last talked. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. So I wanted to kind of circle back around and talk about being okay with not being okay and the general things that I've learned across the past year, because I'm not going to lie, I'm really proud of myself for committing to all these different, you know, facets of media creation. Now, mind you, I <laughs> I know I advertised it heavy as fuck last stream, or last podcast, uh, about the Blogspot site. And I'm already considering letting that one go because Ao, your boy got rejected on AdSense, and I was just like, all right, that that like really took a damper to my spirits. And you know, realistically, I was already on the teeter about it because the whole thing was I wanted to reach a new audience, I wanted to build something differently, and ultimately, I wasn't, I wasn't like figuring out any of it, you know. Like, some of the core features, like following a blog or anything like that, were, like, add-ins that you had to put in. And I realized pretty quickly, like, if I had the time to build this out to the level that I wanted it, then this would take off. It would fly. I'd be so proud of it. The problem is it's kind of restrictive, for one. But I decided that, like, if I'm going to do all that, why not go on a more diverse platform and do all that and so you might have seen on twitter here recently that i'm working on building a tumblr account you know i'm working on trans like transferring everything to a tumblr blog and building out that and it's gonna take you know a little bit of time just because i'm gonna be busy these next couple of weeks um you know the fox wife who's gonna teach me a lot of this is gonna be busy the next couple of weeks and Ultimately, as I continue to build this out, I hope you guys will be, you know, as excited as I am. You know, I I do kind of need to take a little bit of a, you know, hiatus from blogging, if only to then come back and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, but stronger. It's kind of the way that I'm looking at a lot of things. But other than that, you know, at the beginning of the year, I made a commitment to myself. I said, I wanted to... Like, last year, I only had, like, 25 out of, ah, fuck, like, maybe, maybe 45 available episodes, so I got over half, and I was like, last, or this year, I was like, okay, I want to do this, and I want to have consistency, and I want to be passionate about it, and I get, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I genuinely love being able to have these conversations with y'all tell you about life stories and crazy shenanigans and build out different things because I'm slowly starting to see the numbers like gradually go up kind of thing and that to me isn't necessarily a sign of success or anything like that but it makes me proud you know makes me proud of the work that I put in and the reason why I'm telling you all this is because I'm also working on finally getting uh, Plumescast to move to YouTube so before this episode even started, actually yesterday, I got an email from YouTube creators 
and they're like, hey, we have a new podcast function. Like, if you have a podcast and you want to advertise it as a podcast, you know, create it here. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. You don't say. <laughs> so I've been, I've actually been sketching little ideas here and there of how I want the cover screen to look. And I am proud to say that hopefully by the time you guys hear this, or realistically before the next episode, I will have, you know, more details on episode one, moving to Plumescast, officially available on YouTube. Whew, man. And again, it's something that, like, I'm excited about, I'm excited to share with y'all, and I would appreciate it too if you guys... If you liked it, you know, share it around with the world. But all that to say, it is time to talk about Easter. Now, Easter is a weird holiday for me. As I said earlier on, Easter kind of degraded as a holiday the older I got. Not to say that, like, I wasn't always dying eggs or anything like that. Like, it, you know, actually, I can... I can say that I wasn't always dying eggs. Like, there, I vividly remember there were some years that I didn't die eggs. Just because of events going on. I know I didn't last year. Um, which sucked. I wanted to. And I actually bought an egg dying kit for the fox wife and I to do. And it just sat, <laughs> it sat on top of the fridge until we moved. And I was like, ah, shit. And I threw it away. <laughs> so, I do, I do want to die eggs. Uh, we're... I'm going to be upfront. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not the most religious person in the world. I'm more theological than anything. Like, I don't believe in one set religion. I fully believe that there are multiple, like, truths between all the religions. And me, myself, if you ask me, I would say I'm a practicing, you know, Buddhist. Maybe along the lines of a, you know... Zen Buddhism or Shintoism to some degree. I really don't say I'm a Christian that much unless, you know, unless somebody that I know is a hardcore Christian is like, oh, are you a good Christian? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I totally go to church. I I can count on one hand the number of times I've gone into a church. So Easter to me doesn't really have as much of a precedence it's always been more about the kids, you know. When I was younger, I vividly remember, you know, going to Easter egg hunts, you know, having them at my house, uh, running around the yard with my brother and sister, just picking up eggs, and, like, every now and again, my dad would be cool as hell and toss in, like, $100 in an egg. It was only one egg, and usually... <laughs> It was funny, there was a couple of years that my dad would, like, try to lead me on to the egg, and my brother and sister would find out about it, and, like, dash in and get it, so they get to keep the cash, but, um, no, it, it wasn't always, like, a big thing, it wasn't like the family all came together, like, it was always my immediate family we would do something, but we didn't necessarily host people, we didn't necessarily you know, go out anywhere, we didn't go to church or anything like that, um, it was more of, like, just a reminder of family, and of course, as my family became more and more jagged and separated, that meaning has kind of lost it, but I will say this, you know, 
being over at my sister's place for Easter. Being over at my sister's place for the holidays, where I get to be a part of, you know, my brother-in-law's side of the family, and seeing all the kids run around and have fun, like, and being involved in it. Like, I again, I said this earlier on, that I was over there last week, and I got to mess around with these little dorks for the first time in, like, God, maybe since Christmas, you know, and of course, we're doing the Nerf guns. We're got kids running around trying to peg Uncle Maha. Um, don't take that out of context. But <laughs> uh, we had a water balloon fight. It was just fun. It was good fun. And I think that its core has always been something that I've loved about Easter. You know, and that was the thing, too, is one of the big Easter traditions that my dad and I used to have when he was still alive was we always would fly something. Like, that was the big Easter requirement for my mom, was everybody gets something that flies, and then, you know, something small that you needed, and your favorite candy. So, my dad and I used to go ballistic with that kind of shit, though. Like, there were a couple of years that we get uh, water-propelled rockets, those things were, I know you guys have probably seen these at like the dollar store or something like that, but it's basically you pump or you fill it with water and then you pump a bunch of air into it and then you just release a trigger and it shoots off, splashing the water everywhere. God, I love those things. And I wish, like, I'm telling you, if I had a house, if the fox wife and I were lucky enough to have our own set of property, I would absolutely get some of this shit again. And just go and have, like, a stupid fun time, you know, shooting things into the air with the woman that I love. But, you know, and get some homies over and be like, alright, we're gonna do this. But, anyway, we, you know, there are times where, like, we get rockets, like, actual rockets, and send those up. Um, there were times where, a lot of the time, we get kites, and that's actually where I found out I was very proficient with flying a kite. It was weird, you know, because certain times I would get an El Cheapo kite. You know, one of the ones that probably had no <laughs> had no right to fly. And then, you know, a couple of years, my dad would, like, go out and get this, like, grand de facto kite. One of these things that had, like, multiple, you know, things of string. And multiple twines, I think it are. And we would just go fly that. We'd go to the park and fly that for a while. And it is something that I definitely want to carry into my family. Like, as if the fox wife and I start having kids, you know, then I'm going to guarantee that little fucker's going to get a... <laughs> Get a drone or something. <laughs> something that dad man here really wants to play with. But <laughs> under the guise, it's for the kid. <laughs> oh, God, I feel bad for Jules already. Like, I know for a fact she knows I'm going to be, like, an adult or a child adult doing stupid things with our kid and just laughing the entire time. It's going to be fun, but I feel bad that she's going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Look, man, I am professional 99% of the time otherwise in most situations. I think I can, you know, cut loose for a little bit. But anyway, so no, there was 
That was a big thing with my family. Dying Easter eggs, that was also somewhat a big thing for a long while. Um, you know, I do... I do miss doing that. Especially, like, it blows my mind how much egg dyeing has evolved. You know, like, there was years where they'd come out with these wax crayons that you could draw secret messages on. Like, on the eggs. And then when it's all said and done, and you dip the egg in, you know, your message may or may not show. You know. But there was something that my mom did that I always wanted to kind of carry on. And that was, she would make dyed egg deviled eggs so what she would do is because the eggs are hard-boiled you could just essentially you know crack them open get the yolks out make you know deviled eggs out of them and the eggs would be colored i don't know if that was a health hazard now that i think about it like was i ingesting toxic chemicals because it did it bled through the eggshell into the egg um and I don't, I don't think it really would have been. I think it's just food coloring at the end of the day. But who knows? You know, vinegar and food coloring. But really, who knows? I, I might come back in a couple of years and be like, guys, ooh, I'm dying. <laughs> the colored eggs, they got me. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be a funny way to go. <laughs> but no. All that to say... There, like, clearly, my family wasn't the greatest when it came to Easter. You know, we didn't have... We tended to have ham on Easter, like an Easter ham. And then we'd do a roast for Christmas or something like that. Um, But other than that, like, when I see people getting dressed up and going to these big events, like, that was never us. Like, yes, there was, back in my neighborhood a community event where they would do, like, a and this was crazy. It was, like, Easter on the green or something like that, or something of that nature. Because we had a big green park of sorts, you know, where the soccer games and all would happen. And what they would do is they'd section off areas for age groups. So, like, you had zero to three, four to six, seven to ten, and then, like, 11 to 13, and then when you're over 13, you couldn't do it anymore. Um, But the community would basically get all these plastic eggs, fill them with candy, and then release these eggs into, you know, these sectioned-off areas. And all these kids would go ballistic. Dude, I vividly remember watching some of these kids just tackle the shit out of each other for some eggs. And I'm not gonna lie, when I was participating in those, I, hell yeah, I was absolutely the rampage out there. I was the fat kid that knew there was candy in these things. I was gonna go hard. (laughs) But as I got older, I actually got to participate with it more and more. And I, as embarrassing as it is to say, I was the Easter buddy for a good few years. Um, They had an Easter suit that, like, eventually nobody could really fit into but me. Um, just because, like, people were either too tall or too fat. So I was just like, alright, yeah, I'm, I'm the happy medium in all this. I'm not too tall and I'm not too fat. <laughs> um, but I, I had the opportunity to do, like, the bunny brunch in which all these kids would, like, draw pictures of the Easter bunny, color in things, and, like, bring them up. And, of course, they did photo ops. 
And I just remember being so, so happy, you know, like being able to share this moment with all these like people who obviously they don't know what's going on, you know, this little preschoolers and all. Um, but I was able to like make all these kids Easter that much better. And I got to like dance around with them during the, uh, extravagant, that's it, the extravaganza, um, I would walk around the green and like wave and take do high fives and people would run up and give me presents and stuff and be like, Easter Bunny, here's some carrots. I'd be like, oh, thank you. You know, mind you, I had like a giant bunny head on. Like it was one of the generic bunny costumes with a bow tie so that we couldn't see like the separation between the mask and the um, rest of the suit. But it was just like, oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. I do remember that thing being hot. And I don't know why, but I absolutely had a mascot phase. Not of my own choosing. (laughs) But just because every time the community needed somebody, because of my mom being who she was in the community, and everybody knowing her, like really, they were all drinking buddies. But I would always be purposely volunteered to do this shit. Otherwise, they wouldn't have anybody to do it. So I was guilt-tripped into a lot of it. Um, But I was... Uh, the Easter Bunny for multiple years. There was one year that I kind of worked as an elf for Santa. Uh, there was one year they were actually talking about me being Santa. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not, thanks. Because, God, being the Easter Bunny was hell enough. Um, and then for a while, when one of my mom's friends owned a restaurant, I was a leprechaun. <laughs> Topical because, you know, St. Patrick's Day just passed by not too, too long ago. But yeah, no, I was a leprechaun and like she had this corny ass outfit. Your upper torso would fit into the hat, right? And then on your chest, you would wear the leprechaun's face and then your bottom was basically, you know, his pants. And it was just like, it got so incredibly hot. I hated it. I absolutely despised it, you know, and it was like, I was doing that for, you know, God, three hours, four hours, like I was doing it for four hours every Friday and Saturday, or maybe Saturday and Sunday, I'm not entire. I think it was Saturday and Sunday, and I only got like 20 bucks an hour, <laughs> or not 20 bucks an hour, uh, 20 bucks a weekend, so l- let's do the math real quick. <laughs> Cause I think I think I was child extorted. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Just real quick. All right. So if I worked eight hours and I only got twenty dollars, that's two like about two fifty, maybe two twenty five, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of what you expect at the restaurant business, and like you know, they always made the joke. Well, you get unlimited. You know, unlimited drinks. And, you know, true, but I was smart enough back then to only drink water because it was so damn hot in the suit that, like, I guarantee you what I drank in tap water (laughs) was worth less than uh, what they were paying me an hour. (laughs) And the worst part was, and I will fully admit this, I was still an idiot kid. During this time, like, I was 15 or so. Maybe maybe 13, actually. Yeah, no, I was 13 years old. 13, 14. And um, I remember 
going to the arcade because they had like a little mini arcade attached to it. And I'd spend like five, ten bucks in the arcade the same day I got paid. So they were getting money back <laughs> damn near immediately. <laughs> It's a win-win for them. I was a little sign twirler, you know, trying to get people into the business. I was dancing. I was doing flips and shit. My dad, oh, God, I wish you guys could see my dad's explanation of this. Because my dad would always say, you know, yeah, when he started as lucky, it was great. You know, it was really entertaining. He'd be out there dancing, you know, flipping, jumping off the hydrant and shit. And then, you know, as he got older, it just started to become a point. Point, you know, just a slow little point, and I'm like, yeah, because I realized I was being fucking taken advantage of. Oh man, no, that that was like the first time I've ever actually worked, and you know, for a while I had it on my resume, just because it was it was an official job. I didn't necessarily have to pay taxes on it because it was under the table. I was getting paid, you know, like they just gave me cash. So, in that regard, plus I was 13 years old. You know, who's going to fucking audit a 13-year-old? Oh, I wouldn't put it past the government. But, regardless, I was just like, I maybe made 80 bucks a month. So, you know, I probably would have, thinking about it realistically, I probably would have made it over the threshold for you know, being audit or being taxed, but who knows? Genuinely, who knows? Um, I didn't officially start working until I was 15, and I remember paying taxes for the first time, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, <sighs> mascot era aside, and Easter stuff aside, you know, it's, it's fun to actually sit here and think back, because like, The thing is, is when I do these podcasts, I don't necessarily have everything lined up how I want to talk about them. You know, I used to, back in the day, would go through and, like, make some bullet points that I'd follow to. And generally, I still kind of do that in my head. But now that I've gotten myself, you know, more comfortable with being a podcaster and talking about things, like, genuinely speaking, all this is freeform after I thank you for tuning in today. You know, I... Again, I do formulate some kind of idea of what I want to talk about. And this is me now transitioning, by the way, to the next bullet point of which I don't really have written down. Talking about, you know, where I've come from in all this. You know, because again, I think back to when I first started the podcast now over a year ago. Which is wild to me at this point. The fact that I've kept going with it. Um... To when I took that break back in, you know, about this time last year. It made me realize, like, I remember last year, I was like, I'm having fun podcasting, but I'm running out of topics, and I don't know what to talk about, and I'm not sure if people like them, so on and so forth. And I had, like, this whole, you know, kind of depressive arc, where I was both trying too hard and not trying enough, if that makes sense. Where, like, I didn't really... I had fun with it, but I didn't exactly have fun. You know, like, not to the level I'm having today, where it's like, I love the fact that I can do the podcast on my own. I love the fact that I can, you know, turn on the webcam and do it live. You know, I 
thoroughly enjoy that I've built myself a little community of which I can just talk with people and have conversations and just make entertaining content. And I realized, you know, in talking about what my sister said about maybe all this is a front, you know, maybe I, I can't fully disagree with that. There was definitely a time when I first started making all these that I wasn't mentally as healed as I'd want y'all to believe I was. You know, there was an element of faking it till I made it. Because, you know, this podcast isn't about woe is me. It's about, alright, I fell and I'm getting myself up. And I want to take this opportunity. You know, we... I made a lot of jokes about it a couple of weeks back, talking about springing into the new you. See what I did there? You know? <laughs> I promise I will never do that again, unless I completely forget about this promise, and then you're on your own. But <laughs> at least on this podcast, you're not getting that again. But <laughs> it's like, genuinely speaking, I do this podcast from the heart. When I talk about these things, these are genuine emotions, genuine feelings, genuine thoughts. And even though me, myself, I'm not 100% behind everything. Like, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Because ultimately, yeah, no, I can fully admit I'm not the strongest person. I'm not the healthiest person. Like, I can admit with some pride that I'm doing some things right. You know, I take extensive pride in the fact that I, you know, am able to come up onto this podcast and talk with y'all in such an open manner. You know, I don't have to feel like I'm anything different than what I am. You know, there's a post going around on Twitter where we were talking about, you know, when you're streaming, is that the authentic you? Or are you just putting up a front? And of course, you know, most people are like, oh yeah, no, that's totally 100% me. When you know for a fact they're kind of faking it. And it's like... I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, no, the me that you get these days is almost the most genuine form of me where I I can't really hide a lot from y'all. You know, as I continue to grow my confidence and across this past year and everything else, I've learned that I, too, have, you know, become more open and more available and more, you know, welcoming, I would say. And I'm proud of that. Because I never wanted the podcast to be something like, oh, you know, this is this is what you need to do. This is what you absolutely have to do. If you're depressed, you're a bitch. No, like, I never wanted it to come off like that. And in the end, I wanted to say, hey, here's a suggestion. Like, here's what I'm doing to get myself back on track. You know, here's what you could do. So, you know, taking a moment, and please... I want you to, in the same breath, reflect back with me on, you know, your own growth across this past year. You know, I feel like maybe we talked about it back in February around the anniversary time. Um, me asking the exact same question. And I want to ask you, you know, if you did that, if you sat back and reflected, what did you find? You know, what did you discover about yourself? Where did you grow? Where did you develop? And, you know... I'm going to be completely upfront with you guys. I realized something thanks to my sister that I kind of want to share with some of y'all because I think some of y'all are in the same boat as me where, you know, and I think, I think a lot of this, 
comes from being that one kid in school where it's like, oh, you're so smart, you can do this, you can do that. Oh, you're so talented, you can do this, you can do that. That when you're not achieving the goals that you thought you would have by the time you had them, you feel like a failure. And I'm saying that because I'm one of those people, you know. I'm not exclusively or extensively proud of that to say that, yeah, no, this is a weakness of mine. But at the same time, I realize I'm human. And it's a, and like we've talked about this multiple times. It's okay to not be okay. You're human. You're developing. You're learning. And in part of me telling you this, I'm telling it to myself too. But the big thing about goals is they don't necessarily have timelines. You know, as the world continues to be like to devolve and diverge and just feel like a shittier place that you could easily lose yourself in if you allow if you don't allow yourself the reprise, you know, of getting off social media for a little bit or, you know, having your own reprieves where it's like, "Oh, I'm going to go play a game and turn off my phone or You know, I'm going to go read a book and relax, or I'm going to go to the beach, or whatever you need to do. You know, if you don't give yourself those breaks, it's incredibly easy to fall into the sinkhole of, you know, current day news. But as incredibly terrible as the world may seem, we have also been given a crazy blessing in some regard in how easy it is nowadays to get up and go to a new job, you know, get up and start in a new life. Like the one thing that I'm realizing the most about adulthood right now, and this is something the Fox wife and I had a whole conversation about is that there's going to be a point in your life when you are not tied down by anything. You know, you might make the excuse, Oh my job. Oh my home. Oh my this, but those things are replaceable. You know, you can find a new job, you can buy a new home, you know, or my family being nearby. You can't necessarily buy a new family. I mean, maybe you can, maybe you can rent a family, but you know, you build your own family. You have found families, you know, I think just to give a positive spin on the world as it is currently right now. And I know that's hard to do considering everything that's going on. I think it is a wonderful blessing that, you know, the things that we feel like we're tied down by at some point, they aren't as binding as we think, you know, this could be your opportunity. Like me telling you this right now, it could be your wake up call to say, Hey, you've been thinking about moving countries. Maybe, maybe go get that started, you know, or Hey, you want to move States? That's easier said than done. You know, the more I do more research into it, cause we're thinking about moving out of the state. Like, the more I realize that there really isn't that much red tape. There really isn't. You know, I thought for the longest time moving out of your home state had a number of repercussions. Like, oh, you got to pay this tax. You got to do this. You got to do that. And there is to certain degrees. You do lose a little bit of, you know, the home state advantages. Like, for example, if you were trying to go to college out of state versus in state. Um, but again, there's not really a whole bunch of that. You can leave, you can go, you can do whatever you want. And I think at certain points in adulthood, you realize that. And you can get yourself, you know, when you have the resources, out of that situation. And, you know, the reality of it is, is sometimes we don't have those resources. 
And sometimes we just got to make a jump and pray, you know, that we hit the safety net, that we don't come crashing down. Because life in itself moves by way too fast in order, like, for us to be able to calculate every single thing. It sucks. It absolutely blows. You know, I'll be honest, and I'm not sure if I said this last stream, but I canceled my trip to New York, or not New York, Las Vegas. Because, just being entirely realistic, I know there it was going to be too much for me. Not financially, but just being on a business class trip on my own, you know. Not having a set guideline, not having... Like, there were too many factors that would have been too new for me that I could have done it solo. Like, could I have done it? When push comes to shove, yes. If I absolutely was forced to go, yes. But the thing I realized, too, is I have a partner. I have a support system. I have, like, a group of friends that love and care for me. I have a partner that loves and adores me that, you know, I love and adore them all back. The partner a little bit more than my friends at times. <laughs> Obviously. Actually, it's a lot a bit more because, you know, the homies ain't kissing me goodnight. <laughs> but oh, man. No, in all seriousness, I realize that I'm not alone in doing this. And in that same retrospective mindset, I realize that when I do the podcast and when I'm creating stuff for y'all... I'm not alone in making it. I'm making it for y'all. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it alongside y'all to some degree. When it's like, when I come up with topics, it's like, okay, what kind of conversation can I have about this if somebody were to, you know, approach me about it? Like, I hope people come up and be like, oh, tell me more about your Easter stuff. Or tell me more about, you know, graduating to the next part of life. You know? And... In part, I do this with that, you know, we're in this together kind of mindset. Especially as I'm getting ready to, like, venture out and put the podcast on yet another platform and let that go on something that's specified for podcast on one of the biggest media consumption sites on the internet. Like, I am so incredibly excited. The only thing that, like, kind of sucks is I'm biting my own ad revenue with that. You know, I, I'm not getting paid off of uh, Spotify for that one. But granted, it was never about the money. It was always about telling stories and enlightening people and just sharing my thoughts and being able to, you know, remind people that at the end of the day, you're going to be okay. It doesn't seem that way all the time. And sometimes it's harder to see that. And sometimes, you know, you go through a whole path of, you know, decisions and people and everything else. And then you kind of have that aha moment of, oh shit, you know, may maybe, maybe I'm doing this the wrong way. And I hope when you get to that point, I hope you realize that you probably have people that are right there behind you. Ready to back you up if you need to make a sudden life change. You know, be, like, I will say this. Comparing myself to that break period plumes, as it were, I have become much more excitable about my hobbies. You know, I am 
it's a little cringe to admit, I'm sure, but it's like I'm having fun playing Pokemon, the TCG. I'm, you know, getting more and more invested into, like, Weiss Schwartz and all that again. I'm meeting new people on Twitter because I'm more open about talking about my hobbies, the things that I like, and interjecting things when people tweet stuff, you know? And that's why I feel like I'm kind of ready for the next outing, which is Tumblr. And, you know, bringing the podcast to that eventually, bringing, you know the blogs and everything that I write on the side to that eventually. And that may end up being my new main site. Who knows? You know, Twitter keeps taking shits left and right. And it's just like, I genuinely, I don't know where I'm going to be in a year from now. But the whole thing about it is, is I'm getting more and more comfortable with putting myself out there and being willing to be criticized and being... You know, it's no longer, because that's the thing too, is way back when, when I first started all this, I was so terribly afraid that people were going to come back and be like, this podcast sucks, you can't podcast, get the fuck off the radio. <laughs> God, I would, I would fucking shit my pants <laughs> if somebody was like, hey yo, get the fuck off the radio, like, bruh, you, you chose this specifically. <laughs> But, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm just imagining that. But it's like, as I continue to do this more compared to way back when, I realize that I am coming more out of my shell as a content creator. You know, I had a transformation arc of sorts back when I was living with Jaleel, when I finally got to f- feel some of that freedom of not living for somebody else. And, you know... As my sister pointed out to me, I don't have really any ties left to me anymore. You know, of course, I have the ties that I myself make. You know, the ties to my beautiful girlfriend. I've got ties to my job. You know, sure. But the reality of it is, is I could absolutely get up and go find... A new job. I am not abandoning my girlfriend. Don't even think about it. Honey, if you even try messing with me on this one. You know, I've made a firm commitment to that one. And I'm so proud of that one. Because for the first time, I get to experience, you know, a love that's so fucking true. Like, I'm just looking at my little photo frame. Well, just swapped to a graduation photo of me and my mom. That, man... You thought I have a beard now? Jesus, fuck. (laughs) Back in 2018 when I graduated, that was definitely a depression era, Seth. But anyway, like, I am so incredibly proud that I get to share this life with somebody that I truly care about. And that this tie that I made to you is one that I get to reinforce daily. And I realize that when it comes time for us to move on to the next step in our journey, we're doing it together. And that said to everybody else who's not my girlfriend <laughs> listening to this, because oh, <laughs> I might I might have made a big decision today, but that is neither here nor now or nor later. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, I, I'm getting flustered. Um, to everybody else who's not my loving, loving fox wife, 
I do want to say this, you know, you're not alone in any of this. You yourself have friends, you have family, you have your own group of people that are backing you up. And if you don't feel that way, you got me, you got our community, you got everyone here that wants to see you succeed. Bro, I'm telling you, like, I am still super excited for the day that one day I get the first, you know, viewer email of sorts where it's like, hey, I have a story I want to share with you and I want you to share with everybody else. And I want, like, I want to talk about your wins. I want to talk about your successes. There are too much, like, there's too much negativity out there that I want to kind of shine a light against and be like, guess what? You know, we may not all be okay, but that's okay. You know, we grew, like, we grow up, we learn, we, you know, get some of these chains that bind us freed, whether it's by our choice or not. And, you know, all that to say, I'm incredibly proud of the growth that I've had over the past year compared to, you know, pre-move Seth, where at the end of the day, like, we're bound to do amazing things together. Like, yes, the numbers aren't there. If you really are a numbers person, you know, sure, I'll be up front. Maybe the numbers aren't exactly where I wanted them to be. But at the same time, I'm learning to have so much more fun with all this. Streams have become so much livelier. I'd say podcasts, especially when I'm doing it by myself, have become so much livelier. Like, I remember going back and listening to a couple of the older ones, and I was just like, But all that to say... It's okay if you're not okay. And it's okay if you're not where you need to be. Take it a step at a time. And maybe what you'll end up finding, kind of like me, is you'll get a slap in the face where it's like, oh, maybe you're just putting up a front. And it's like, well, maybe. But at the same time, I'm not about to excuse the growth that I've had over the past year. And I'm not about to sugarcoat like any of the you know struggle that it was to get to this point. But I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm developing, and I truly hope that you all listening to this, whether it's, you know, on Spotify of Easter, and you got to hear it, you know, I hope, I realize now that I'm putting these to YouTube, (laughs) these aren't going to have any type of historical, you know, relevancy, but at the same time, like, fuck, I just put up a VOD that's like, first dream of the year, whoa! (laughs) Because it was recorded back in January. (laughs) But anyway, all that to say, uh, I had a lot of fun here today. I hope you had fun too. And I hope you take this as a reminder that maybe you're not at the place you want to be quite yet. But I want you to look a year back and see where you were. You know, and just be like, you know what? I am growing. I'm developing. I'm learning. And be proud of that, because I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of me, and I'm proud of her, who's not sitting in her office chair next to me. I wish she was. I missed the fuck out of my my beautiful girlfriend, man. Uh, But I gotta get ready to go get her. So, I do have to end things off here. But, seriously, if you guys want to share stories with the show, absolutely feel free to. I'd be more than happy to read about your successes or, you know, if you want to talk about some problems that you have yourself, I would be more than happy to give you some life advice. You know, I always put it down in the support or in the uh, 
summary or whatever description that's the word i'm looking for down at the bottom of spotify i also put poll questions down there if you haven't noticed um about you know what did you think of the episode or what kind of traditions do you have or you know what do you think is this so on and so forth so please feel free to interact with the show make it more personal make it more unique to you and maybe that way we can both grow together because hey i realized something too i think because of like reality tv the fox wife and i have had so many conversations that in most situations we would never have and we just talk about how shitty the people are and you know what i kind of want to do a reality tv situation where i talk about how shitty your boss is (laughs) and we laugh about it we have a good time but anyway that's neither here now i do have to end things off right before the hour mark too that's a little bit of a shame but you know, tis the way of the world right now. And all that to say, before I do my little outro, I hope you guys have an amazing Easter. I hope you're able to, you know, if you don't celebrate it, get yourself some candy. You know, get yourself something fun. You could be like your boy and try and get more Pokemon cards and realize that some fucker has destroyed the aisle. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I'm telling you, one of these days I want to do a deep dive onto the Pokemon TCG like, journey that I've taken myself on. But all that to say, genuinely speaking, if you want to, you know, suggest things for the show and you want to get involved, please do so. But I want to say this to you as well. I hope you get some good rest, eat some good food, treat yourself this week. You know, it's been a hard journey. It's been a lot of ups and downs. And I hope you will take this reminder to be kind to yourself and actually be kind to yourself. Because guess what, you know, we're in this, even though we have our friends and our family backing us up, at the end of the day, we have ourselves. And if we ourselves aren't okay with ourselves, that's fine. But be proud of where you came from. Because, you know what, at the end of the day, there's a lot of roadblocks in the road. There are a lot of people that want to be your stopping block. Who want to break you down and destroy you and hurt you. But don't give them that energy. Don't give them that chance. Make them stepping stones to whatever you yourself are going to become. And one day look back at them. Some of those stepping stones may come along with you. They may You stomp on them and be like, oh, I am kind of an asshole. Hey, I'll come along too. And they uproot themselves from the ground and all of a sudden you got a new homie. Who knows? But all that to say, I hope you're doing well. I hope you get some rest. And I hope you can have some fun this weekend. Or, you know, it's Sunday afternoon. You still have, you can still have fun. Go out and have fun, you fucker. But <laughs> anyway, remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and Tumblr. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon to be YouTube thanks to the new podcast feature. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and manga Mondays eventually over on Tumblr. But you can also find it over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL again, phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. 
Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Jesus, fuck, a trip. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Have a wonderful Easter if you celebrate it. If not, get yourself some candy. Have a great fucking weekend, man. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye.